Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. everyone i'm guile and today i'm joined by devin hey this is devin gd harpo on twitter and clotho hi i'm clotho you can find me at clotho spindle on twitter and comma hi i'm comma and you can find me at oxford splice on twitter and today we are covering danny's ninth chapter which is her penultimate chapter in the game of thrones and since it's a Danny chapter, strong trigger warnings for rape and violence. And um, because we have already covered Danny's final chapter in um, earlier in the podcast, you guys, this is the last one. <laughs> how, how happy are we? <laughs> um, so we pick up as Danny is, she's in the midst of all these dreams. And she's having this dream where she's trying to reach the house with the red door. And, you know, she hears the, you don't want to wake the dragon, do you, over and over as as this dream is happening. And, you know, the door, she sees the door, she's trying to get to the door, but then she feels this icy breath and darkness behind her. And, you know, she basically feels Rago, her unborn child, being ripped from her body and, and dying. Um, you know, she sees a hall of old Targaryen kings urging her on. And she sees, she has this vision of Rhaegar in his armor, but when he lifts his visor, she sees her own face. Um, you know, she wakes and struggles on her hands and knees to go to her dragon eggs, but she's brought back to her bed and, and she's drugged back to sleep. Um, any sense of, you know, do you, like anytime like icy breath or pale swords, which the Targaryen kings, I believe, had pale swords, these always, like, trigger me to think, is this foreshadowing of, of the others, or, you mm-hmm. know, what do you guys think is going on here? Or is it just literally, <laughs> literally, she's going to birth dragons and also, you know, ice, you know, ice zombies? You know, there's always a part of me that wants it, you know, because the funny thing with, like, prophecies is they're all, you can interpret them any way you want, and I always have this, like, subversive inclination to go with, no, it, it's literally what it is. That's all it is, you know. There's no deep meaning, but I doubt that's true. <laughs> so, the next time she wakes, she actually asks for asks for her dragon eggs, and you know, then the final time she awakens, she's actually cradling one of them, which I believe is the cream and gold one, so, um, yeah the one that will become Viserion. And, you know, now she, she asks for some like cold water and I think a little bit of fruit. So she's, she's finally waking up for real at this point. And now she's able to have some conversations with uh, Sir Jorah and her handmaids. And she learns that Rago died. And, you know, but given her dreams, you know, she, she basically feels like she already knew this. And, you know, Jorah is trying to be very gentle with telling her what happened. But um, the hero of this chapter, Miri Mazdor, is there, and Miri just gives no fucks at this point. And she tells Danny that her son was, quote, scaled like a lizard, blind with the stub of a tail, and small, weather, le- small leather wings like the wings of a bat. 
When I touched him, the flesh sloughed off the bone, and inside he was full of grave worms and the stink of corruption. He had been dead for years. <laughs> so, I love her so much. It's just very matter of fact. Like, yes. oh, well, this is what happened. <laughs> well, and, the thing is, yeah. is it, it, you know, she could be totally fucking with her. She could be telling her the truth. It doesn't matter. It's awesome. Either I mean, way she wins. That's interesting. You know, it's interesting because just given everything in these, you know, everything in this book and in these stories, like she legit probably could be telling her the truth. But I've always, I've always just thought she was being hurtful. I don't know what you guys think. I think she's just, it does not matter. And she knows it and it's awesome. And I doubt it's true. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't really think do. it was true. It just, it's yeah. just like, she's just, you know, she hates, <laughs> hates these people and she's just going to get in her licks no matter how. And I think it's amazing. So, so did she, I mean, do you think she killed, like, like, did, was she have poisoned the baby then? Or like, so what's going on? Is it some mystical thing? I don't think the baby looked like <laughs> well, that, but do you guys think it was oh, no, I don't think she so. poisoned? I'm assuming poisoned Danny literally you know, had, I mean, she didn't carry the baby to term. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons why not. I mean, she could have done something. Oh, but I think that, it's the blood magic in the tent that did it. Yeah. That's that's what I thought. And I've I always thought that it did look like that. I didn't think she was lying. <laughs> that was the take I always got. Um, and Buck O'Hare on Discord actually asked, what do you make of the dragon baby? Was it always monstrous or twisted? Um, or was it twisted by Miri? Mm. Um, and I, like we just said, I do think it was the blood magic. Um, okay. That did, that's, the, that's how I always So like the baby it. was fine up until that point, but then she until, did magic yes. and messia. Okay, I, I guess I'm just saying, I love that you can read it. No, no matter how you read it, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Danny pushes back against this and she says, you know, no, she felt him moving inside her before Jor brought her into the tent and that Miri killed him. And, um, you know, she says, you warned me that only death could pay for life. I thought you meant the horse. And Miri just says, that's a lie. She told herself. Um, but I mean, we, we've, we were in Danny's head at that moment and she never thinks that Miri is asking for the life of her child. Like she has that moment where she thinks, Oh, my life. And, you know, she's like, trying to make herself willing to do it, but she never actually thinks that she means the life of her child, I guess. But, um, you know, Danny says, Hey, you know, the price was paid with Rago with Drogo's horse and his blood riders. And she, you know, she's like, show me what I paid for. And, you know, before this happens, she also finds out that the Kalasar is gone. And, you know, several of the men declared themselves calls and Mago who um, one of them took Eroe, who was the young girl that Danny saved um, or that Danny rescued, I guess, and raped her, let other men rape her, and then slit her throat. So he's a nice guy. Um, Danny vows revenge, and you know it's kind of funny because everyone's like, literally, with what army? <laughs> um, they're <laughs> the only people left in the Kalasar are like these people who are the most loyal to her, and then the old and the sick. So, you know, things have things have even gone more to hell while she's been sleeping. So they, you know, they bring her to Drogo and, you know, just from everyone's prior reactions, like she's pretty sure this isn't going to be, um, this isn't going to go well. And he's basically in a vegetative state. He, you know, they say, oh, he seems to like being in the sun. And if they put food or water in his mouth, he'll, he'll eat or drink it. But, you know, that's it. And, you know, Miri tells her, he lived, you asked for life, you paid for life. And 
there's a great little exchange I'm going to read. This is not life for one who was as Drogo was. His life was laughter and meat roasting over a fire pit and a horse between his legs. His life was in a rock in his hand and his bells ringing in his hair as he rode to meet an enemy. His life was his blood riders and me and the son I was to give him. Miri Mazdor made no reply. When will he be as he was, Danny demanded. When the sun rises in the west and sets in the east, said Miri Mazdor. When the seas go dry and mountains blow in the wind like leaves. When your, womb, when your womb quickens again and you bear a living child, then he will return and not before. Um, so, yeah, basically, he's not going to return. Um, and uh, there's this, you know, there's the other great passage. So at this point, Danny's really pissed and she wants to speak to Mary Maz alone. And, you know, she's like, you knew what I was buying. You knew the price and you let me do it anyway. Like, how, you know, how could you do this to me? And, you know, this is like Mary Maz's big moment of triumph. And she just says, it was wrong of them to burn my temple. The heavy, flat-nosed woman said placidly. That angered the great shepherd. This was no God's work, Danny said coldly. If I look back, I am lost. You cheated me. You murdered my child within me. The stallion who mounts the world will burn no... No cities now. His calisar shall trample no nations in the dusk. And, you know, Danny's like, so, to stop. So, I mean, <laughs> Miri gets her revenge for them burning her temple, which we all knew was going to happen. But then, you know, yeah, she, she, it's, it's like that whole thing about if you could go back in time and murder baby Hitler, would you do it? Like, this is that, that parallel for her. You know, she knows this prophecy of this child, and she killed him before it could happen. So, like, it literally is the baby Hitler dilemma, um, which I think is so just her, awesome. Yeah, she saved a lot of people in her mind. So, yeah. Well, and it's like that whole yeah. thing of, you know, Miri Maz is the hero of her own story, and, you know, she's the hero of her people's story if it's written, too. Yeah, well, what she said wasn't wrong. I mean, she was just telling you know, the facts as they were. Well, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, I mean, we've I haven't been on many of the Danny chapters, but I've listened to all of the ones that you guys have covered. And like, you know, they're the Dothraki are a culture that comes in and conquers and rapes and kills. And, you know, if, if you're fighting that, you know, great. You know, I, and I kind of love how Danny's got this, this rose colored glasses, like view of Drogo. I recognize she's, a teenager and in the moment and there's all sorts of trauma going on, but you know, he's also the guy who was just like, you know, raping her whenever he felt like it. And, you know, I guess again, where are the heroes? Yeah, of our story? Right. And, you know, Danny brings up again, you know, she's that I, that she saved Miri Mazdor and, you know, Miri again has this great moment where she's like, you saved me. I had literally been raped three times and was being raped when you saw me. And, you know, my ba- I saw my baker's head on the ground. I saw, you know, my friends murdered. I saw my, you know, I saw little boys that I know murdered and my people driven into slavery and destroyed. And, you know, she says, tell me again what you saved. And Danny tells her, you know, I saved your life. And Mary Maz has this great line where she says, look to your call and see what life is worth when all the rest is gone. Um, so, I mean... You know, Miri Maz clearly knows nothing good's going to happen to her at this point, and you know she doesn't care. Like she's she's fulfilled her 
you know, she's kind of, it's, it's interesting because, yeah, it's revenge, but it's also, you know, there's a higher purpose to it. If she really, you know, if this prophecy is true again, like she's, it's not just her revenge, it's, you know, pre-revenge. <laughs> again, she kills baby Hitler. <laughs> well, she knows her point in the story is sort of done and, and she's got that satisfaction of it. I mean, it's that, you know, hero moment for her, yeah. I guess. So, Danny has her men take Mary Maz away and, and bind her hand and feet, and, you know, Mary just smiles. Like, she, again, she knows that she's done with her job. So then it, so then she has to deal with Drogo. And again, we get the idea that everything important for the Dothraki should happen outside under the sky and stars. So she takes them outside and, you know, kind of recites the memory of their time together and she you know basically tries she basically tries to revive him with sex that and was really that, i was like how weird is this i was like so and unnecessary. She, yeah <laughs> well and it's just you know of course we have to get detailed so she can't actually sure, have intercourse yeah. with him because given that she has just had a miscarriage but you know she does other things and <laughs> Like, we, did you need to write this, George? Did we need to know this? <laughs> yeah, we we probably didn't need to know this. Um, and you know, it it doesn't work, obviously. And when the dawn breaks, she, you know, she realizes that you know nothing is going to change this. So she takes a cushion from her tent and you know prepares to kill him as the chapter ends. So I mean, in the scheme of Danny chapters, it's it's not the worst. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, and it's an element of like you know the little guy wins. I mean, because think about it, she took out one of the most powerful like you know f- warriors, and their whole it's gone. Like it was you know Danny was describing how they're just dis- there's only what, like, under a hundred left or something, yeah. like a handful of people. Um, you know, the underdog. <laughs> I mean, she's the quote unquote villain who you know. <laughs> who at this point, you know, wins. And I mean, we don't know how much she inspires what happens when, you know, with Danny birthing the dragons, Um, you know, which, you know, a greater weapon of mass destruction. Uh, Yeah. Drogo was ever going to be motion. But, you know, they're in Westeros. So (laughs) Um, did we have any more questions or comments on this chapter? Uh, yes, so we had one more that it actually goes to Danny's last chapter, which we've already covered. But um, no more Mr. Bond, one or I, one or the other, um, on Discord. Um, asks, Dan- so Danny, Danny's hair burns away in the funeral pyre. Cersei and Jamie also lose their hair. Character rebirth, or does George have a pretty bald people kink? I think <laughs> it's the latter. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I, you know, as far as like, that's a, I mean, it's an interesting question, and I'm curious what you guys think. Is Danny is the birth of the dragons a rebirth for Danny? Like, I don't feel mm. like, I feel like it's like a culmination of her becoming, you know, who she was going to be, but not necessarily a change per se. You know, it's like right. straight up birth. It's you know, birth yeah. of the dragons as opposed to rebirth. But you know, just my opinion. And it sounds like she probably, who knows if she would have been had a circumstance, like you were pointing out, like this initiated all this, would, like, what are the chances that the dragons would have 
come about without all this happening. Hatched you know? anyway. Yeah. 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 I mean, it seems like they might have just given, you know, all of her dreams along the way. And the fact that like, there's put a, them in fire somehow. Yeah. Or... <laughs> well, and there was a point of this chapter, too, where, you know, she is feeling all this heat and she asked Jorah if he feels it. And he says no. And, you know, is it again, is it in her head or is it real? I mean, it seems like it's real since they did, you know, become dragons. Um, so there's, you know, there's that magic, you know, there's that magic going on too. So yeah, like you're, you're basically like, it's a link between the Targs and, you know, the dragons and without the one, there's not the other. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, again, if we, you know, if we get into all the conspiracies, there's a reason that, um, Illyrio gave, you know, gave people who are actually Targaryens dragon eggs, or, you know, you think there's probably yeah. a reason. Um, mm. You know, and here we go. Um, any other comments or questions on this chapter before we uh, put Danny Danny to bed? The only thing is, I always love, like, again, I mean, well, we kind of know, well, we don't know for sure, but, like, the thing about, you know, she... Mary Master lists that list of like, you know, impossibilities and then mentions Danny's womb quickening in that list of impossibilities from which Danny then interprets she can never have another child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm, it's again, it's sort of perfect because that could just be another mind fuck or it could be true. You know, <laughs> it's just, and I, I kind of love that again with this character. I mean, I like how George, George is kind of playing with this yeah. sort of. Yeah, because it could be the magic. It could be once she was forced into the magic, forced her into labor, and then it did something to her biologically to make her, you know. I mean, or it well, could I mean, just. But mm. she's just basically telling her this, and Danny, like, Making I mean, all right, that, you've already yeah. introduced the whole blood magic thing and the monkey's paw, you know, version of Jorah. So yeah. it's just sort of. It's, it's, it's like a chef's kiss as far as, like, Mary Mazdur is concerned, because again, either way, she kind of wins, because. You know, you know, Danny takes this to be true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I feel like I don't even, you know, I don't know if it's magic or if it's just, you know, Danny's future is to, you know, save, you know, help save the world and then die. Like, and she's, you know, just not going to get pregnant because she's going to be dead. Not because of, um, you know, not because of any particular magic, but yeah, I mean. It'd be interesting if it was just another, like, a lie just to, like, hurt her, you know? <laughs> but, um, which I feel like, you know, Miri is certainly enjoying. You know, she's, you know, it's like they really, unfortunately in the show, they really kind of flattened her as a character when really yeah. this is like the mustache-twirling villain having the time of their life moment, really. I mean, she should just be killing it right now. And they really, um, you know, she... It really, the I character like, was so one note. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. Well, if you would like to um, if you would like to contact us, you can email us at close the door and at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at door podcast. Or you can um, how else can you find us, you guys? <laughs> uh, you can send us a Tumblr <laughs> message. You can find us on Tumblr. You can at close the door and come here. Um, you can support our po- our podcast on Patreon at close the door and come here. At close the door and come here, and um, 
Find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And with that stellar closing, I am closing the door. Get out.